morning, and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb. I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee, and I am glad that you have joined us today. As you are well aware, I'm sure, um, last week I mentioned on the Tuesday program that, that a tornado had come through early that morning, and, and certainly it had. It made national news with, uh, I believe, 20-something deaths attributed to that, and um, a lot has been done in an effort to try to help those, and we uh, continue to keep them in our prayers, those that have been affected, especially the families that have lost loved ones, and, and, um, and we'll pray for them uh, again in a moment. Uh, Sunday, we had an opportunity as the Mars Hill congregation. Uh, one of the victims was named Sawyer. He was a two-year-old little boy, and uh, his parents were members of the church. And, and as a matter of fact, even at two years old, uh, he had been taught to, to lead singing. And he had his own songbook and own, his own pitch pipe, his own podium, from what I can understand. And, and he had a favorite song. Holy, holy, holy. And so Sunday morning, we, as well as many other congregations throughout not just the United States, but, but also uh, a handful in other countries, we sang that song and uh, we recorded it. And so you can look up the hashtag Sawyer's Song and see the, the many uh, responses to that. And I think that it's, it's wonderful. Uh, that song is kind of become one uh, of remembrance, one to uh, sort of keep in memory the victims of the tornado. And, and so all of that, uh, a good reminder, a lot of people are still in need of help. And so I would certainly encourage you to, to keep them in your prayers and, and help in any way that you can. Um, but we'll, uh, like I said, remember those in prayer in a moment. We have been looking at a lesson from our series of why I'm a member of the Church of Christ. This is the 11th reason, because it is undenominational. One of the reasons that I'm a member of the Church of Christ is that it is undenominational. We use the term, at least today, in... Uh, a different way than we would use maybe the term non-denominational. When we think of non-denominational, I'm sure that you think of, of many non-denominational churches uh, throughout the world. And basically the idea behind non-denominationalism is that they want to be accepting of all religions. It doesn't matter if you're Baptist or or Methodist, or what have you. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your background. We accept you, and we accept what you believe. And so basically, non-denominationalism caters, in a way, to all denominations. And that's not what the Church of Christ is all about. We do not cater to all denominations. We do not try to... to do things in such a way as, as not to offend someone from another religion. But we want to do things according to the Bible. That is our endeavor. 
That is what we want to do. So the churches of Christ are not a denomination, and yet we are not non-denominational either. And what we have determined is that there are a couple of terms that, that we can use to describe what we are. One of those is undenominational. We are undenominational. In other words, we are not a denomination, but we are also not accepting of the practices and teachings of every denomination. That doesn't mean that we wouldn't welcome someone of another denomination within our assembly. We certainly invite anyone to attend that, that has a desire to learn more about the churches of Christ. But do recognize the fact that we are not going to do certain things in such a way as not to be offensive uh, or not to, to be different, so to speak, from other denominations. Uh, we want to do things the way the Bible wants us to do them, and only in the way that the Bible wants us to do them. So we are undenominational. We are also pre-denominational in that we, as far as the churches of Christ are concerned, the church has existed since the first century. The church existed before any denomination was ever formed. Denominations came from what the church had been. It was a decision to do things in a different way. And so when we look at, at the way denominations were formed, it was to be different than the church of Christ. The church was established in its purity by Christ. And we endeavor to be the same church that was established by Christ by doing things in Bible ways. We, we don't do anything outside of the authority of the scriptures. And so the churches of Christ existed before denominations were ever formed by men. Denominations were not the intention of God. As we look at denominations, again, it was a way to, to break away from the things that had been established in Scripture, to break away from the way that the church had been established in the first place. But we want to be the church of the Bible. We want to be the same church that you read about in the New Testament. As an, a matter of fact, I, I have heard that recently uh, by an individual in one of our classes in the School of Preaching who uh, said something to the effect of, you know, it is good to find the church of the Bible, the church that I can read about in my Bible. And that's what the church is all about. We are the church that you can read about in your Bible. Just open up the pages and you will find uh, references made to that same church. You will find that same church in its establishment and you will find that same church in all that we do. That's what we endeavor to do. Now, as we look at um, all of this, we're going to, to get into the meat of our lesson in a moment, um, but but anyway, this refer references uh, just basically this introduces you to what our lesson is about, and so the rest of our discussion will be about how the church is undenominational and what that really means. 
But before we get into our lesson for today, bow with me in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you for all that that you have done for us. We thank you that that you allow us to live and, and that you are allowing us this time together to study your word together. And we pray, Father, that everything that we do will be pleasing to you. We pray that you would continue to bless all of those around us, those who who are sick or suffering in any way. And we pray especially for those that were affected by the tornado of, of last week. And there's so much going on in, in relation to that and so much good that has been done for those affected. And we are so thankful for all of those who who have done anything that they can to help in any way they can. And and we pray that, that, that we would continue to do so. Help us to be an encouragement. Help us to shine your light in this world and to, to be what you would have us to be, to be more like your son. We pray for all those who are in need of comfort, those who have lost loved ones. And, and we pray that you would provide them with everything that they need as well. We pray, Father, that you would bless us in our studies, bless our, our understanding of your word, help us to, to take these things that we learn into the world, and again, help us to set a good example for those around us and, and to be the Christians that you want us to be. We thank you for your son. We thank you for his sacrifice. We're thankful for the forgiveness that is provided through him, and we do pray for your forgiveness for our sins. Help us to be stronger. Help us to be better, and we just pray that you would guide us always. And it is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. As we get into the meat of our lesson, as we look at how the church is undenominational and why the church is undenominational, we have to take a look at denominationalism, and we have to understand exactly what denominationalism, uh, what it is and, and what it does as far as as the Bible is concerned. One of the things that we find about denominationalism that we find through reading the scripture is that we find that denominationalism contradicts the Bible. Uh, again, I know a lot of good people in denominations. I know a lot of good people that would do anything for you that are very loving and very much so Christ-like. But I cannot endorse, I cannot condone, I cannot support the things that they practice or the things that they believe. There are many things that denominations do and teach that are not according to the scriptures. And we're not trying to be mean. We as members of the church, we, we don't want to, to be unkind in any way to anyone that is a, a member of a denomination. But if you are a member of a denomination, I do want you to recognize that denominationalism contradicts the Bible. And, and I pray that you would open your heart to the things that God has revealed to us in his word. The difference between the teachings 
and practices of denominations versus those of the churches of Christ. Uh, denominations believe in many bodies or churches. Most denominations are very supportive of other denominations. Even though they may not teach and practice the same things, that they are pretty well okay with you being a part of another denomination and still believing you to be a Christian, still believing you to be of Christ. A lot of them will say something to the effect, and I have heard this before too. I remember hearing someone say, isn't it nice that we can all believe and practice different things, and yet we're all going to the same place? And just think about that from a logical standpoint. Does logic teach that if we all take a different road, that we're all going to get to the same place. Now, granted that, that roads today, they lead to other roads that still get you to the same place. But I will say that, that heaven, heaven, for instance, can only be found by traveling one path. There is only one way to get to heaven. That's a Bible principle. There is no other way. Jesus himself says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And nobody, no one is going to find God. No one can come to the Father except through me. John 14 and verse 6. Jesus is the only way. The only way for us to get to heaven is through Christ, and the only way to get to heaven is through his teachings. Now, if we all teach and practice different things, and especially things that contradict one another, how are we going to make it to the same place? Logic tells us that that's not so. Looking at the Bible we understand that the Bible teaches of only one church. One way through Christ, he is the head of the church, and there is but one body, the church. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, we read in Jesus' announcement uh, his, um, not just a prediction, but his promise that the church would be established. Whenever he was speaking to his disciples, he said, and I also say to you that you are Peter, speaking to Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Not Peter as the rock, but the rock of his faith, the rock of his confession. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. On the rock of that confession, on the rock of that faith, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. Notice that the church that Jesus was going to build was going to be his, and notice that it was singular in nature. He doesn't say, 
I will build my churches. He says, I will build my church. There is only one church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 20, But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. The members of the church as individuals collectively make up what is defined as the church, as it is established by Christ. Denominations are founded by men. Denominations are not founded by Christ, but denominations are founded by men. The Bible teaches that Christ is the founder of his church. Again, look at Matthew 16 and verse 18. I will build my church, my church, one church, but my church, Christ's church. And any church that is not founded by Christ must be founded by men. If it is not founded by Christ, then it must be founded by men. Denominations are led by men rather than Christ. And, and just looking at this idea of, of men establishing denominations, I, I wish I had, had made a list. Um, but I do have some material. And uh, one of the things that I have is a, a list of denominations. Every denomination that you read about after the Church of Christ, you, you, even if you look it up in a book of denominations or in some kind of history, you're not going to find a, an earthly founder of the Church of Christ. Not even Alexander Campbell or any of those that were a part of the Restoration Movement. They did not found the church. As a matter of fact, there is proof. Uh, grave marker, for instance, um, there's someone's grave marker that has them mentioned as a member of the Church of Christ before the Restoration Movement took place. Uh, there is also other evidence to the church being established well before the Restoration Movement ever came. And even going back to the first century where we trace our roots, you'll, you'll find that the Church of Christ goes back that far. And the Church of Christ does not have an earthly founder. We do not recognize any man as the founder of the Church of Christ because no man founded it. It is the church that was founded by Christ. However, any denomination that you look up in history, you're going to find someone who established it. A man or a woman, somebody that decided that we need to do something a little different than everybody else, and a denomination was created. The Church of Christ is different. You will not find an earthly founder for the Church of Christ. And as far as its leadership is concerned. We find that denominations are led by the authority of men. 
most of the mainline denominations will have some kind of a conference, some kind of a, a collective group of men that, that will make decisions for that denomination. They make decisions on what doctrine is taught, on what they practice, on who is their preacher, and, and the, the, the congregations under them, they have an association to this conference or to this, this leadership body, but it's all man-made. It's all man-structured. You, you won't find a structure in a denomination. Uh, you may find some similar to that of the Bible, but you will not find the same leadership structure as what the Bible teaches. You see, the Bible teaches that Christ is the head of his body, the church. In Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 22, And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Christ has never changed in, in where he stands in regard to his church. He always has been the head of his church. He always will be the head of his church until the church is delivered to the Father. Christ is the head of his church. God gave him such authority. All power, all authority has been given to me by God. Matthew 28 and verse 18. But we find that Jesus is the head over all things to the church. No one can make decisions as far as the church is concerned without consulting his authority. Now, we can't speak to Jesus today like uh, his disciples did. He's not physically in our presence for us to ask him questions as to to what we need to do in, in this situation or that situation. But he is still head of his church. And we have a duty to consult his authority, the word of God, in everything that is decided, in everything that we do. As we look at denominations, for instance, the leader of the Catholic Church is not Christ. But the leader of the Catholic Church is the Pope. He makes all decisions. He is almost seen as if he is God, or at least his earthly representative. And he is considered to be authority no matter what he says, no matter what he does, no matter what decision he makes. He is the head of the Catholic Church, not Christ. But when we look at the church, the church is led by Christ through the authority of his word, the scriptures. All decisions and practices are based upon what we are given through Christ in the New Testament. Denominations rely on human 
creeds. Denominations rely on human creeds. I believe either we have studied a lesson on the different creeds and and the books and, and doctrines that are created by men. If we haven't already, then we're going to. That's something that comes later. Um, I've told you before, we studied this on Wednesday nights, and we're, we're much further ahead on Wednesday nights. So uh, that may be something, something that we're coming to. But denominations rely on human creeds. The church, in, in contrast, does not rely on fallible human creeds, but again, on the word of God. There is no human being that can stand in the place of Christ sinless and be able to make these decisions for us. Christ was the only one to ever live as a sinless being. He is the only one that is without fault. And no matter who we might try to place in his stead as far as leading the church. It doesn't matter. They're still fallible. The Pope is, I believe, from what I understand of Catholicism, he is considered to be perfect, and yet he is not. He is a human, and he does sin. There is no doubt in my mind about that. And yet he leads the church. He's the authority for the Catholic Church. All human beings are sinful creatures. We are drawn to sin. And we do make mistakes. And we can ask for forgiveness. And we can be seen as perfect in God's eyes. But it's not our own righteousness that we wear, but the righteousness of Christ. Now, to rely on humans to form doctrines, to, to, to write things that the church is to follow, that doesn't work. Humans, in that case, have been placed in front of Christ. And it is their say that goes further than Christ's say. That's not to be the case. When we look at the Bible, we understand from 2 Timothy 3 and verses 16 and 17, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And no matter what kind of creeds, no matter what other doctrines people may follow, they're not the words of the Bible. It is not inspired of God. It may contain thoughts that are inspired of God, things from the Bible, but it is not inspired by God. And so we as the churches of Christ, we do not follow human creeds or human doctrines or any other human teachings. We'll pick up here next week, Lord willing, Tuesday at 11 a.m., I am thankful that you joined me today and, and do feel free to contact us the best way. All of our contact information can be found on our website, 
by going to www.marshillcoc.org. MarsHillCoc.org, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can call us, you can send us a letter, email us, but 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 do feel free to contact us. I hope to to be back with you next week, next Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Thank you for being with me today, and until we meet again, may God bless you. Bless you.